Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Everybody, welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is Sunday Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. It's week number two of the NFL here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Turn it Just a tad. All right, welcome back into the show here on the Couch Potato. Get a little bit of that noise back there. It is week number two. Here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, working, fighting that cold. I got that battle going on, headache and everything, but it's week, it's the NFL. We've got to get up and we've got to get on and we've got to look at the games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As it's Sunday morning, it's that being said, it's a Sunday morning tradition. Three hours until kickoff time of week number two. Right now I'm 1-0, which is better than last week. As last week, though, I got a pretty good excuse. Anybody who picked the Carolina Panthers last week, that wasn't a bad pick. We just got a bad game from Carolina. We just got some bad calls from the refs. We just got, anyway. <laughs> it is Sunday morning, and it's I'm all excited as well. Uh, got to the NFL Network going on, looking at a lot of things, and Finding a big, big story to talk about. After Thursday's night game, the Buffalo Bills said that's enough. Now, folks, I told Buffalo to hire the head coach from from Buffalo or from the New York Jets. I, the guy was a great defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. I told him to go get Todd Bowles. No one in the Buffalo camp listened to me because this defense was awesome. Now, say what you want about the game that was Friday night, 31, uh, 37 to 31. They fired the offensive coordinator. They scored 31 points. They fired uh, – now uh, – I'm trying to grasp my brain around this, okay? Maybe the Bills owner just thought Roman was the defensive coordinator. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. You know, I've watched this show on AMC. It's called Fourth and Loud. It's about indoor football. It's about the L.A. Kiss. And the owners of the LA Kiss are actually Kiss, Gene Simmons, um, not Ace Frey, but the other one. Um, those two are the big time investment of the LA Kiss. And I watched as the owners stayed out of business, that being Gene Simmons and uh, the other one. I, I'll remember that. But Kiss stayed out of it and they let their guys do it. 
handle all that business. Now, they talked to those guys that handled the business and they had that back and forth, but really most of it was the uh, football operations head coach and president, uh, but they stayed out of a lot of it. Now, they entertained the guys, they fed them, and they did all that stuff, but the owners met the players without Rex Ryan. Now, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but I'm going to tell you, those players really kind of missed out on who it, they, they scored 31 points. I'm sorry. In the NFL, if you're scoring 31 points on any team in the NFL, you win the football game. There had to be a breakdown on the defensive side of the ball. This is a, this a horrible, horrible move by the, the, the Buffalo Bills. Multiple sources told um, told the NFL they had a private meeting. That made the owners and the players with several offensive standouts to discuss the offense. And what the biggest thing was the problem they said was play calling. They tried to figure out what was wrong with the play calling. Now, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like oh how do you say it? I don't wanna sound like I know it all, but I'm gonna tell you that the when you when you got a team that offensively seems to be moving the ball, which they were, you have a team that was scoring points, which they were in that game, game number two. Now, granted, game number one, it was game one. So that whole situation, the coach said the decision to fire Roman two games in the season was my move without question. That's what Rex Ryan said. But then these, there's these stories behind the behind the scenes over there. Was it his feeling? Was it the ownership feeling? I don't know. But I will tell you that it's a long season. And those long seasons have a habit of coming back and sneaking up on you. And next week, when the Buffalo Bills play. Now, this this is just going to be the big thing. When the Bills take the field. And I'm going to get their schedule, find out who they're playing next week. They bet they better score offensively. But my problem is is that that defense w- seemed to be the problem. The problem is the head coach. It wasn't the offensive coordinator. I hate to sound so freaking obvious, okay? But the simple fact of the matter is is that you had an offense that scored 31 points and if you ever expect them to win, then you should be able to. Now granted, they, they they were in a tough fight against the Ravens, team to seven. They lost that game. But they scored 31 points against the Jets that supposedly won the greatest defenses. And, and, and the Jets are going to finish second in this division. Well, don't let, don't, don't let the Jets score 37 points on you on the defense. 
stupid move. And, and maybe that's what I'm just going to try to say here this morning, that the Buffalo Bills are firing the wrong person. Now, granted, they can't fire their coach after two games of the season going 0-2. And I get it, and I understand it. And I get also that they need to make some adjustments and find out what's going on. But firing the, the offensive coordinator after two weeks is ridiculous, especially since they just gave up 31 points. I don't know. But the Bills have the Arizona Cardinals next week at home. And Carson Palmer and company are going to go in there and they're going to rack up some more points on them. So then what are they going to do? Will they have enough nerve to fire Rob Ryan, even though he is not the quote-unquote offensive coordinator? Will they have enough stones to get rid of them? You got to ask that he's the assistant head coach. Obviously, the defense right there is the 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 whole setup. But the firing of Greg Roman, you 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 just got to miss out on it. I I don't know. And whether or not someone will say anything, Rob Ryan will say anything about it, whether or not, you know, Rick says, nope, it was my, it was my doing. This came from ownership and they went around the coach. So they either love the coach or they hate the coach. So that's, that's the big story here. I don't know. We'll watch forward and find out what's going on. Lots of big games going on here uh, in the NFL today that we're going to cover all the games that happen here on Sunday. And the one of the biggest stories, obviously, the Rams, their first game at home a little later on today. That's a huge thing. Also, San Francisco and Carolina, uh, Lots of things we're going to talk about. That's actually going to be the first game that we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. Other big game that are going on that I think is going to have some, it will have a big point in the standings when it comes this week. By the way, let me get it. Jamal Charles with a knee. Adrian Foster. These are guys that are injured. Out. Um, Joey Bosa. Chris Ivory. Out. Jason Pierre-Paul, questionable. Demarius Thomas is questionable. So, both out for the Chargers. Ivory out. So, those are just some of the things that I'm getting. Now, I got to say, the NFL channel gets the information better than us here at the Couch Potato Sports Show. So, we're watching for that. And I got that. I got the NFL channel up so we can see what's going on, uh, you know, piece by piece here. So we'll be watching for that. <laughs> so um, some cool stuff going on in the NFL. Uh, also, more games to watch about. Sorry, I got sidetracked with that. Um, more games to watch about. San Diego and Jacksonville. Jacksonville's supposed to be the second coming. I told everybody, don't fall in love with this team just this quite yet. And may come back that, you know, they lose this game. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll take a look at it in this week's uh, games. You got to ask the question, if Jacksonville is so great, 
They should have won that game last week. Now, I know it's week one and you're working through some saying, but if they lose against the San Diego Chargers, will they be the second coming? But it also has a lot to do with the standings in that division. Now, a big question, and my cohort asked this question on his show on Thursday. How does the Chicago Bears get a Monday night football game? How? It's actually insulting, guys. I mean, this is ridiculous. How did the Chicago Bears get a home field game? I, I, I don't know. So those are just some of the things we're going to talk about. Those that are in my locals, we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys as well. They're on the road taking on the Washington Redskins today. That will be our first game we talk about as far as uh, – Well, I thought they were afternoons, actually early morning kickoff. So that's going to be the second game that we'll talk about for my lives, but also for my looks. How about your Rowlett Eagles holding on at South Lake Carroll and getting the victory big time? I'm telling you, it was a big game, a Fossil Ridge. Both teams were 3-0. and That little slivery quarterback that they got, he guy moves around amazingly well. And the Rowlett Eagles come out on top. We called that game. Sonny Clark was a little cloudy that day. I haven't been feeling well. And that just makes everything else in the brain even worse. But we called it. It was a fun game. And your Rowlett Eagles go into District 4-0. and For my locals, it's got to, that's a great stuff going on. And if you're not listening to the game when you can't make it, you can call in, listen, 347-215-7497, or listen to the whole thing on the website. You can get check You can't go to the game. You can always check in. Listen, find out what's going on with your Rowlett Eagles, because this is going to be an exciting season. Right now, I only see one team that they're going to butt heads against, and that's against the rival, that being the Saxon Mustangs. So, that's going to be an intre- this is going to be an interesting season for the Rowlett Eagles, and um, I can't wait. Until next week. Next week, your Rowlett Eagles are at home taking on North Garland Colonels. And guess what? We're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to call the game. We're going to be over on the uh, in the we request. Now we could have been now, folks. Just to let you know, we could have been in that top box up over there uh, for the game. We could have called the game from that box if we felt like it. We at the Couch Potato Sports Show wanted to be not in the nice, the not in the nice area. We wanted to be right there in front of everybody with the fans on the other side. So we're going to call that game right there with our fans right below us. So that's going to be fun, and we love Williams because we like that. I mean. We've sat there the first year. We were like, oh, we'd like to sit in that big side. But we didn't realize how close we were to the fans when we can hear. And the Rowlett Eagles fans can travel to Williams just as easy as they can to over HBJ Stadium. So we're going to do that. We're going to be right there. We're going to be right there with our fans. I'm feeling really excited about that game as they open up district play. Now, granted, the 4-0 means nothing when it comes to district. They figure out who's going to do the playoffs, how they make the playoffs when they go ahead and meet head-to-head within their division, within their conference, okay? 
And that's how they figure out the playoffs. But the way the Raleigh Eagles, especially defensively, this football team is pretty good defensively. And I, what I like about it is, is that they don't have like any great big names, you know, superstars, whatever the case may be on that defensive side of the ball. They just got a lot of guys playing football. And everybody gets in part of it. Now, granted, there's some standouts. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, th- this is a great thing for the Rowlett Eagles to be able to stand up and say, guess what? We're here. And they're ranked right here at, in all of the 6A, number seven, uh, all 6A uh, schools in Texas. That's a big accomplishment, too. So you got to like that. I like it anyway. So that being said, of course, that's the name of today's show. It is Sunday morning. It's a Sunday morning tradition. Um, if we're either going to get some people coming or they're not. If not, it's not a big deal because guess what? We're still going to go ahead and look at all the games. If it's just me talking, great. If it's not, great. That having been said, we're going to take our first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Okay, we're realigning the commercials. We got three sets. So when I go into commercial, we play them all. Um, during that time, I don't click and click. I just click once and it plays commercials. Next week, we'll have full sets. Although we get all of our uh, we get all of our commercials done here, but we'll have uh, more than just three sets. So you're going to hear the three sets twice today. So um, to go through what we do, I just want to let everybody know it's not it is the same commercials, but next week we'll have them all up. So here we go. We're going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to start talking about the NFL and the games that are on tap here today. And uh, you'll at least hear what I got to say. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your NFL radio source of information on the radio on Sunday morning. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot toffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea. Check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Red Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Del Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sonny sent you. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we are all set and ready to go to talk about the games that are on tap here. And I will tell you, some big games going on, and I'm going to flip-flop it. I am going to start with your Dallas Cowboys. So we're going to look at the Cowboys first to start off week number one. Folks, your your Dallas Cowboys should be 1-0. These are from my locals, so that's why I'm starting. My locals, we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys since they are in the early game. If they're in a late game, we will do the Dallas Cowboys first when we get done with the morning show or the morning or afternoon games more towards the mid-afternoon if they're playing in the mid-afternoon. But it is your Dallas Cowboys. It is your Dallas Cowboys that are very predictable. Now, I got a horrible email from a fan. It says, Sonny, why are you bashing on your Dallas Cowboys? Now, those that are in my local areas don't know. So I just kind of keep everybody informed that, first of all, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan per se, Okay. I'm not, I'm not, as a matter of fact, the fact of the matter is I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Now, does that make me a little more critical on the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, it does. But here's what I'm going to tell you that those that don't know, I've been picking the Dallas Cowboy games on this show for the last five years. Okay. Mark that. It's actually been longer, seven years. Eight years. Yep, we started up in 2000. No, no, seven. We started up in 2009. I've been da- picking Dallas Cowboy games. And folks, I want to tell you, I am 90% when I pick the Dallas Cowboy games. I've, so every one out of 10, I am wrong. Nine times out of 10, I'm right. Now, critical of a team but pointing out their 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 problems that's fine when you're critical of a team when you don't like them there's nothing they can do and you never pick them now i picked the dallas cowboys quite a bit and i can figure out which ones that they win which ones they lose and why 
That all being said, okay, looking at today's game with the Dallas Cowboys, they are going to play the Washington Redskins. Folks, this is a tough team at home. Now, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback here today. I'm just not. Because the fact of the matter is, I think when you look on the other side with Dak Prescott, you guys, the Dallas Cowboys have got a guy. If he has a good showing here today, you guys got your quarterback for the next, gosh, what, 12 years? 10, 12 years? Got to be excited about that. And we said on this show, don't fall for the hype until the season starts. Well, folks, Dak Prescott didn't play great last week. Don't, by any stretch, don't fall for that. They, he didn't. But he didn't lose that football game for him. And that is the huge thing. When you're coming into the NFL and you're a rookie, don't be the reason why you lose football games. It wasn't Dak Prescott's fault that he lost that football game. The Cowboys lost that football game. It wasn't his fault. There were a lot of things that are going on defensively that they have got to wrap up. And right now, I, 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 I want to see more from that defense before I can step up and say, hey, I like what we're seeing. But the problem with the Dallas Cowboys is that it's not necessarily that they don't have talent. One moment. Because they do have talent. It's not necessarily because of that. It's because of the mental portion of this football team that can never seem to get it right. This is a football team that mentally is not in their games. They are not there. But the good thing is, is that that's not Dak Prescott's fault from last week. It's just not. And that's a good thing if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. Going into this game, you got to feel good. And I'm going to tell you, I, for one, go for it. Feel good about this game. I don't think they're going to win this game because of where they are mentally as a team. I will tell you that mentally tough football teams will bounce after that loss last week and win this game on the road in a very hostile environment. And what is so huge about week number two is they're already 0-1 on the season, but more importantly, they're 0-1 in the division. And that right there could be the problem for your Dallas Cowboys this week. Now, the Redskins, they're not a good football team. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to tell it. Looking at the talent, looking at what's out on the football, this is a good football team. Now, whether or not they'll put it together, That's going to be the thing. And defensively, especially in the secondary, they better watch out. Kirk Cousins is not going to do too much today, okay? He's not going to throw the ball downfield all through this football game. They are going to stick to what works best. They don't have the best wide receivers in the NFL. They got some talent, but definitely not the best wide receivers in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys quite possibly has the best wide receiver in the NFL on their football team, but this guy – Des Bryant's got to have to hold on to the football. There's a couple of plays where he just dropped the football. Whose fault is that? You got to ask the question. Was it the pass? Was it? The, I don't know. But we're seeing we're seeing a 
kind of a drop off on Des Bryant, you know, and it's a classic after he signs a contract, big contract. We're not getting Des. Now I want Des. Okay. Believe this. I don't like this guy as a human being. In fact, he's quite of an embarrassment as a human being. But as a football player, this guy could be one of the best that play the game at the wide receiver position. But the big thing about that is, is whether or not this football team will give him that opportunity to be that guy. To the team and the guys who make the decision on who's going to throw the football and win. And it's important for the Dallas Cowboys to get the victory here today because if they lose today, they go 0-2 in this division. And you're already starting behind the eight ball. One of these teams are going to be really behind the eight ball after today as the Washington Redskins are 0-2. Okay? Dallas is 6-5 and against Washington with Jason Garrett as the head coach. Dallas is 1-12 and without Tony Romo since 2015. Okay? So, ask the question. Where are the where are this football team? Where is this football team? So, it's by the way, especially when you have two division games, you can't afford to be down 0-2 in the division in week number three because you're not going to see another division opponent for a while. And you got to hope that your other division opponents that are out there playing each other lose. Now, when these Dallas Cowboys make this trip, they got to make sure that they are mentally ready. They lose a game by one point. That, that tough team's got to bounce off of a one-point loss coming into this game. And I want to see some mental toughness from this football team before I pick them. Because right now, because you look at Washington at home, they're a good football team at home. And but, but listen, I I just want to kind of get you this. This is the Redskins schedule, okay? As they go into they they played Minnesota, Green Bay, Arizona, Carolina, and the Dallas Cowboys. Five, five big time games for this football team. For the Redskins, they can't afford to lose this game because the weakest one out of all of them is your Dallas Cowboys, quite possibly Minnesota without the quarterback. But Minnesota's one and no. So there's a lot riding on this game for the Washington Redskins. A lot riding on the Dallas Cowboys in order to get the victory. You know, when you lose Tony Romo, before the week, before the season even starts, you're already on, you know, behind the eight ball. And Dak Prescott has put up some nice numbers, decent numbers. So, the expected strength of this football team was supposed to be their running game. And the number one fourth overall pick, Ezekiel Elliott, out of Ohio State, just not good. 86 yards on 27 carries with two running backs, not just Ezekiel Elliott. 
And what's the big story here? Josh Norman covering Des Bryant. Well, there's some reports that he might not even cover Des Bryant. So a lot of talking about nothing. So when you're the Dallas Cowboys, and what I think the Dallas Cowboys are doing well, okay, is, is they're not expecting Dak Prescott to do a lot. You can't do that with a rookie going into the season. So that having been said, I mean, Dak Prescott is not RG3. Washington Redskins put a lot of pressure on RG3 to be who he was. Then he goes out and he gets hurt and injured and quite passably, we won't see him for the rest of this year, although he's mediocre at best, but he was quoted the next big thing. So when the Dallas Cowboys take the field this week, they don't want Prescott to do too much. They want him just to kind of control the game, make a couple of big plays that they got to make and do what they got to do. I like what I see in him. So we'll see what happens. But the Dallas Cowboys, they got to get the ball to Des Bryant. I think it's huge for a couple of reasons. And by the way, I was listening to people talk about the Dallas Cowboys in this game and Des Bryant being quiet. And that's local. He has been quiet. I think, oh, I, God, this is tough for me to say. I think Des Bryant realizes he's got a young quarterback and he's not going to say, get me the ball, get me the ball, gamut, get me the ball. He's going to give this guy a little time to figure out what he's got to do. And, and then later on, get me the ball, get me the ball, get me the ball, get me the ball. Because guess what? I don't think, I don't think that Des Bryant necessarily has to say anything if he's not getting the ball. It'll be obvious. And right now, I don't know if it's going to be obvious or not. But if the Dallas Cowboys lose, it'll be because Des Bryant is not unproductive. And the defense will let this team down. I am picking the Redskins to win this football game. Because of what they can do at home. And what I expect from the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, let me just say this. What I want from the Dallas Cowboys, I want them to win. But I can't see them winning the game because of their performance from last week and the fact that they're not mentally tough. The Dallas Cowboys, I think, have all the advantages, but this is a time of the year when the Dallas Cowboys have got to be mentally tough because if they're not mentally tough, it's going to be a tough, tough road for them to go. So, Let's watch for it. Let's see what they can do. Let's see what your Dallas Cowboys can do to to impress, because that's what they have to do, to impress. So that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. I have the Redskins in this game. By the way, I went a measly 7-9 and nine last week on my pick, so I've got to be better. And I think it's starting. By the way, I want to know, I did take the Jets. So I have the I have the Redskins getting this game because the defense for the Dallas Cowboys mediocre and they're not a mentally tough football team and I don't know if they're capable of bouncing back off a loss like last week. But they have to. That just to let everybody know they have to. 
they have to bounce back. Or they're going to be a lot of trouble in this division. So let's find out what they do. All right, let's add on to our next game. That's on tap here. Baltimore Ravens, 1-0. They're second in the north of the AFC. And 0-1 are the Cleveland Browns. This is going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be a horrible, horrible game. Now, that having been said, I'm just going to put it out there. I picked the Browns last week to win this game because they had the better quarterback. Better quarterback, he went down. He's So now what are the Browns going to do? They're bad. They just got worse. But let's do this since I see him. Brian Tarvin from Way in Sports Talk. Just a good old boy. Fine host of that program. How you doing this morning, good old boy? Brian Tarvin. Well, I've had better days, better weekends, but I'm here. I know your Auburn Tigers uh, went down last week or uh, yesterday. So that's probably yeah. the main reason why we got you in the way that you are. But did you really expect yeah. them to win last, uh, last night? Yeah, I did. I did. Ah. And uh, I did get some good information that if Gus Miles on in Auburn and they don't beat LSU next week, he'll be fired right now. So Really? It's up to him. Yep. That'll be well, over the past couple of years, I've developed some great relationships with some high-up boosters. Yeah. So people that actually control Auburn, and you think Malzahn does, he doesn't. You think AD does, he doesn't. These people give millions they're, of dollars. They're the ones giving them the money. Yep, and they're not happy, and fans aren't happy. And They haven't won a home game since 2014 in the SEC. And one other thing I'll tell you that should be concerning this is the first time they haven't sold out a home game in a long time. So you're at wow. the opener. You don't even sell out. So That's huge. You're right. Deal. So, hey, I just got off the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, and uh, so I'll get your take on Dallas at Washington um, after a tough, tough loss for the Dallas Cowboys in week number one. What do you got for the Dallas Cowboys as they take on the Washington Redskins in FedEx Field in Washington? I got another tough loss for them, Sonny. Me too. I just think as bad as Washington played, I think – I don't think it was that. I think Pittsburgh's really just that good. And I think, you know, Washington's in desperation mode. Now they want that home win. They can't lose two in a row at home. So I think Washington and Kirk Cousins take this game. But – you got to remember, Des Bryant, what, he had one catch last week? One, two, one time. I just should have caught three, though. They're so sophisticated. They're going to lock him down, and they're going to force that Prescott to beat him with other weapons. And right now, as a rookie, can you really expect him to? I mean, it's not on Prescott. It's on the fact that this team was built around Tony Romo and it was built around Des Bryant. Now you have Tony Romo's out. You have Dak Prescott, a rookie. These defensive coordinators are going to have some fun for a few weeks with him. By the way, did you know that the Dallas Cowboys were 1-15 without Tony Romo? (laughs) (laughs) I never – no, I didn't. That's not very good. (laughs) No, it's not very good. That's a a tough thing for these Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Uh, But that having been said, when you look at this, I don't think they're mentally tough. Mental tough. Football teams go off of last one-digit loss 
come back with big wins and big games in their divisions. Good football teams that are mentally tough win that next game after a bad loss. And I just don't see the mental toughness in this football team. And that having been said, forget the fact you know Williams goes out of bounds and they could have kicked the field goal to win that game. There were some breakdowns in the defense, especially in the secondary, that let that game go. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right on that. And I just, I just don't think Dallas is a playoff team. With Romo, Sonny, I really think that have made the playoffs this year and had a pretty oh, good I do season. Too. But. Uh, I had him picked to win the East before Romo went out. And then I had him finishing probably close to dead last. And you saw how Philadelphia looked last week. You saw how the Giants looked last week. Well, you saw the Redskins. But if they beat Dallas, where does that put Dallas? Probably in dead Exactly. Last. Huge. But let's not fall in love with the Philadelphia Eagles. They did beat the Cleveland Browns last week. Okay, so yeah, everybody just needs to slow down. Exactly. Tap the brakes a little bit here. But a win's a win, though. But a win's a win. That's true. But if that was a division game, I'd be okay. I'm more impressed with it, though, Tarvin. Because let's be honest, in in this in this league, the way that it's set up, you don't do good in your division, you're done. Okay. Now, having been said, both of these teams, the Dallas Cowboys and Washington, one of these teams are going to be 0-2 and and behind the big, big eight ball in order to try to make the playoffs. And we're we're not even hardly started. We're only 14 games into the season. So yeah, I mean, I know Cleveland. I know it's Cleveland. You're right. You're right. But yeah, but still, you're already a game. You're about to be probably two losses. You're 0-2. You start the season 0-2 if you're Dallas. I just don't see it getting any better. And I know that everybody loves Eli Manning, but he's terrible. Like we talked about that. Scott, he's, I don't know why people, you get a Super Bowl ring and everybody thinks you're good. I don't know. It, it, it's really tough. All right, let's take a look at it. I'm on the Ravens and the Browns. It's going to be a bloodbath today. Um, I will tell you that I don't have a lot to say about this game, mainly because you looked at last week, you've seen a Baltimore Ravens team that when they're healthy, you can't beat this football team. This AFC North division is going to be so entertaining this year, Tarvin. Yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a tough division with uh, Pittsburgh looking the way they are. Cincinnati is tough, and now Baltimore. But we know one thing. We know who's going to be at the bottom and who's going to represent it very well, the Cleveland Browns. And and you're right. I mean, Cleveland's at home today. Baltimore's not that good, but still, they're not that bad. Right. And and this is yet another game that the Baltimore Ravens can get underneath their belt, okay? And guess what? They're going to be in prime position right in that division. They get week number two, the Browns, a gimme. Now, they dropped the ball in this game. I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be some high heads around Baltimore. But I just can't see this part happening there. Um, So that's going to be huge. And later on, the Bengals at the Steelers, that's, you know, we're going to talk about that game. And so it's going to really, really be huge in that game on where everybody's going to be. I think this is an important game for the Ravens. They can win it without busting their butt like what's going to happen on the other side later on today. A tough division fight. Well, I think this game's close, Sonny. I think the Ravens and Browns are close. I just think they always play each other close. I think it comes within a touchdown. 
But I, I think Baltimore eases off the gas a little bit, and they take that win. You know how sometimes yeah. you look over teams, you, you play to your competition. I think that's what they do in this game. Well, I think I think it's more of that once they get that lead, they'll start coasting, and then we will talk about a little bit later, you know, you know, them giving up those points. So I don't know if that's necessarily playing down to the competition more so than you know you got the game in hand and you'll give up a big play here and here and there. Uh, but if if you're the Ravens, I think you need to bury this team. I think that's one of the things. There's there's no literally there's no weapons on the other side of the football field for for the Browns, and you've got all the superstars. You've got to win this football game, or you're a laughing stock within the NFL. If you lose, to, if you're you're supposedly a great football team and you lose to the Browns, guess what? Then you're going to be looked at as a laughing stock in this league. Yeah, it's kind of hard to. If you lose to them, it's kind of hard to convince that locker room that they have what it takes to, to win the division, especially with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati up there. That could just oh, yeah. destroy your psyche that early. I know it's early, Sonny. It's early in the season, but you lose to Cleveland after they lost yeah. their quarterback. Yeah, yes. you, you may you may can't recover from something like that. But again, these guys are this is a divisional game. These guys are very, very, very familiar with each other. I just want to restress that, emphasize that, that, that they're very familiar. Sometimes the quarterback doesn't matter as much in these games. We'll take a look at that. So we both got the Ravens winning this football game. Let's go to that game. Cincinnati and uh, the Steelers are both 1-0 out on the season. And you're looking at this one, big-time rival game. Um, in week number two, early time for this kind of game. Uh, this game is at Pittsburgh, so we're looking at it. The Steelers look dominant. This, the Cincinnati Bengals, they looked mediocre at best. So, um, you know, if you're quarterback Andy Dalton, who hasn't won a, uh, a playoff game in your career, this quite possibly is the game that you want to look to to create motivation if you're going to make the playoffs. You can go back and look at this game and say, we had a great week number two, and we were able to put away a good, solid football team. This is a game that is going to be important when you take a look at the season later on down the road, Tarvin. Yeah, you know, this game's tricky, and I think a lot of people out there are going to be early to jump on Pittsburgh because of the way they look Monday night. But but this, I hate taking a, a favorite book if they play Monday night football on Sunday, especially in an early a morning game. But Cincinnati did play mediocre Sunday. They were on the road, but they found a way to win. And that's, that's something as a coach and a team you can take to the next week and say, you know what? We're lucky to be one to know, but we are one to know. So it's kind of like a, a free roll here. You know, if you lose to Pittsburgh, you're one and one. You should be one and one anyway. So I think Cincinnati plays a lot looser today. And I think they oh, I think so too. pull the upset. I think they pull the upset in this game. I think they have some great playmakers. I think the defense is going to step up a little bit. And I think Cincinnati beats Pittsburgh on the way. I, you know, I'm looking at this. Dalton was sacked seven times last week, okay? He was hit on – countless times last week on the drop backs. Okay. So if the, the problem that I have with, I, I, I want to take the Bengals in this game, but we're talking about a football team last week that let another team get to their quarterback and beat them up in the jets. The jets have a good defense. Okay. Right there on the line. Now, the question is, 
do the Steelers have that defensive line? I think they're capable. And I think what's going to happen in this game is you're going to see a lot of back and forth in this game. But when it comes down to crunch time, there's going to be a lack on that offensive line. Andy Dalton's going to either make a bad play, get sacked, or you know the turn the dreaded turnover on downs when they can't do anything because they're so far behind. It's going to be one of those things. So, you know, when you look at it, the, the, now, if you look at it, okay, I I I look at a lot of tape. I like to go back and watch a lot of things. The lack of Pittsburgh, the lack of the Pittsburgh rush attack right now is huge. Now, last week they had success, but the history says that they're not great. So the the Bengals are looking for that not great game. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb with you, Tarvin. I'm gonna pick the 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 Bengals in this game, not because they're better football team, not because it's because this is that that division game where you'll see a battle and. Like you said, don't matter who the quarterback is in reality. Sometimes when you look at these games in the AFC North, so what's going to happen? Listen, I think hey, it's because they got listen, a better hey. offensive line being the Bengals compared to the defensive line coming to you from Pittsburgh. That's why I'm going to hang with you on this one, Tarvin. I don't want to because I want to pick the Steelers, but I think the Bengals are going to win. Yeah, and let's not forget how much these two teams hate each other. And, yes, and you remember that that last year's playoff game where. Pittsburgh knocked Cincinnati out. Cincinnati had some dirty plays, and, and mm-hmm. I think today you could see some, you could see some fifteen-yard penalties, Sonny. I think maybe you know a handful on this one because these two teams hate each other, and they're going to battle to the end. I think the difference is AJ Green in this game. I yeah, AJ Green big. is going to be a big part of it because I will tell you, I don't think you can cover AJ Green. You can have AJ Green is one of those guys you can have him all over you, your defender all over him. He still comes up with the ball. So you know that that's the kind of guy he is. But the key to that is also Andy Dalton, and you got to protect him. And um, but here here's another good thing, well, bad thing, but good for the Steelers is Andy Dalton's not going to be running this football. He's going to stay in the pocket. So if you can keep him in the pocket and get to him fast enough, you'll have success. I just, you know, the pass rush from this football team, at least in history shows that it's not great. So, you know, if history repeats itself, if you give Andy Dalton too much time, he's going to find the open man and that's going to be huge. But but Cincinnati, they got to open up the line. They're going to have to get a running game going in this game if they're going to win as well, because they got to have they they have to offset AJ Green. Because believe me, they'll lock down on AJ Green on the defensive side of the ball if that's all they're going to do is throw the ball to him. Yeah, and remember how good Cincinnati is in the regular season. They can't play in the playoffs, but right here's what worries me in this game is is Cincinnati. You know, you get pressure on Big Big Ben, but you can't bring him down and allow him to, to scramble a little bit. Sammy Coates, you have receivers like that that could be that could step up big in today's game because you know he didn't catch many the other day. He dropped a couple, but you let him go. Sammy Coates can hit you with a seventy-yard touchdown pass. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Scrambling ability that worries me a little bit about my picks, but I'm I'm still going to stay with it because I think. During the regular season, Cincinnati's always a better football team than Pittsburgh. But if it was, this was a playoff game today, I would pick Pittsburgh in a heartbeat. 
in a hard Absolutely. And, and Dalton's been known to pick defenses during the regular season, pick apart the defensive backs. And he's able to do that. And with the Steelers last year, ranked 30th in the NFL, okay, in defense, in, that, in the secondary, that doesn't bode very well for this football team as they go in to take on this game. That's right. Um, now, uh, the fell. Uh, free agent picked up the season from New England, but it been a nice been a nice guy to have on the other side with AJ Green. That's a huge thing for him. Uh, the Steelers' offense looked like they have been playing the same, but it's going to be uh, all about the defense. Now you still got D'Angelo Williams, uh, Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates again at the tie, and and Jesse James. Um, you know, there's some weapons on this. That's why this game is always that coin flip, because even though, you know, I have a feeling that we're going to see Ben Roethlisberger at one of the last two drives of the game, trying to make a, make a play in order to win the football game. If it comes down to that Tarvin, Cincinnati's in trouble, but I think they're going to get out on top of them as well. So um, the whole situation for that football team, as far as Pittsburgh is concerned, is keeping Pouncey in the game because that guy has a a habit of getting hurt. And then you got Castro and Foster. They're going to have to continue to open up the holes uh, in order for the running game to work in order for, you know, but if not, the Bengals are going to run on them too. So it's, yeah, you know, or the the Bengals will stop the run, and that's that's not going to help the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm right there with you. I got the Bengals uh, in this game. It's going to be a good one. I don't feel confident. If you put a a confident meter, confidence meter on all these games we're picking, this is one I feel least confident about because they yeah. could just go either way, man. It could just exactly. Pittsburgh's a three point favorite at home, and you and know, they should it's just be so hard to pick. Yeah, I mean, it, what 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 Vegas is telling you is. These two teams are evenly matched. We're going to get Pittsburgh three for being at home. Sometimes I think playing Pittsburgh is worth more than three points. Certain places you right. play, but I think I think it's about these two teams are even. They're mirror images of each other with one difference. Uh, Andy Dalton can't scramble, and Big Ben can. That's really the difference. And hey, I like Cincinnati's time. defense. I like Cincinnati's defense in this game. And I'll tell you, if if um, if Dalton could learn to scramble like Big Ben. That he, this wouldn't even be probably a conversation, but he's like he's like he's got cement in his shoes, man. He just can't move around. You're right. So well, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, I hate him. I hate him. But AJ McCarron is a quarterback that if Dalton gets hurt, you know, you, you have a quarterback in AJ McCarron. He's not mobile either. He's slower than Eli Manning, but at least you know that that he can throw the ball. Who's Pittsburgh going to go to in case Big Ben gets hurt? That's yeah, that's, that's huge too. Thing. That's huge too. Looking at that because you've seen them in the last three games of the season or two games of the season last year and the playoff game. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. He's the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now because of the experience in those games and in the playoffs. You, matter of fact, teams not looking to get AJ McCarron in the off season. I don't know if they tried, but the fact that they failed in getting them that's the biggest mistake. They someone says, "Hey, there's quarterbacks that you, you need a quarterback, and you got to have." your guy and I think AJ McCarron could be really good in this league. Dallas, Dallas would be one and zero right now if they had AJ McCarron. 
I don't know. Dak Prescott didn't play horrible, and and but at the same time, that's offensive play calling for the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's what they do. That's what they do well, which is what screw up play calls. That's what the Dallas Cowboys are huge. That's why they're going to lose this game. By the way. Yeah, it, 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 that's what's going to happen. There's going to be bad play calling because I, I will tell you, as much as everybody loves Jason Garrett, one of the problems with this football team is you're not getting good play calling on the offensive side of the ball. Whether that's Garrett or somebody else, someone needs to step in and have better play calling because it has been ugly. What is it with Colin Coward's love fest of Jason Garrett? He said the other day, he's like, Dallas has great coaching. Garrett's a great head coach. How do you say that? Because you're calling cow, because you're you're calling cowherd, and if you get on his good side, it don't matter what you do, they will he will be he will be on your side. All you gotta do is look at LeBron James. I mean, this guy's got a love affair with LeBron James as well, and LeBron can't do anything wrong. And if anybody <laughs> criticizes him, he tries to find a technical reason to for everybody else to be wrong. But no, it's not LeBron James. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's him. You're right. You're right. He, he does have a love. He, he does have a, a love that for LeBron James, my God. Oh, God, yeah, it's huge. I, I had a yeah. man crush on Cam, you know, and playing, but I'm nothing compared to Colin Coward with no. LeBron James. No. Like, I, like I've said, and I'll say it before, I think LeBron lives in his broom closet or something, so it's right there. It's nice. <laughs> That being said, we got a good, We have to hit commercial when we come back. We're going to take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs going up against Houston. That's going to be a big game. We're going to look at Miami, New England, and New Orleans, and the Giants. We're going to do that all on the other side. We'll take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's five-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at five-star HVAC contractors. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. 
It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Harlow Tree Surgery is much more than just tree trimming. We also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, fertilization, and tree health, and much more. Harlow Tree Surgery is offering out a buy one, get one half price special. Purchase the trimming for one of your trees and get the other one done at half price. Check us out on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash Harlow Tree Surgery or give us a call at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio with your coverage of the 2016 season of the NFL. It's week number two. Hey, Dallas Cowboys fans, don't you threat, don't you threat. Because you do have a winner in town. It is your Rowlett Eagles. They improved to 4-0 out on this season, playing their quite possibly the most Toughest team on the schedule this past week. The defense shows up, holds off the Fossil Ridge Panthers, and they get the victory. And um, that was a nail-biter. Sonny don't have a lot of nails in the first place, and we would have took it down to the cuticle. It was crazy. A good game, though. Your Eagles go into district with a 4-0 record. There's only one team that I think that could possibly beat them. That's the Saxy Mustangs, and we'll get that a little bit later on in the season. But next week, your Rowlett Eagles, they're at home at Williams. Well, they're not at home. Williams is actually a away stadium, but it's just the same amount of distance to HBJ Stadium as it is to, um, to Williams. So we'll pack the house. So it's a home game. It don't matter. Uh, big time, a big time week number one. Watch the the Eagles are looking to run the table. We'll see what ends up happening as they are ranked number seven in Texas six uh, A uh, in the in the wow. state. They're ranked number seven. Big time stuff, and we get the call each and every week live. Not like the other radio station that covers them, and they put them on delay at two o'clock in the morning. You can hear the game that's already been played, and you already know if they won or not. You can hear it live only on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That having been said, we're into it. We're ready to start talking more NFL. It's week number two. It is time to fire into uh, a game that I think, I, I, you know, there's a lot of games that I take a look at in the season, and I got to ask myself, is this going to be a good game? Is it not? I think we got one of the best games of the season, quite possibly one of the best games of the season coming up here because the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Houston Texans, they're the same team. I mean, really, when you look at this football game there, Tarvin, you got Houston with Brock Osweiler. You have, on the other side, you have Alex Smith at the quarterback. You have some superstars on the defensive side of the ball, but sometimes they don't play, a la Houston, a la Kansas City. And you got two 
you got two teams that don't do more than what they're capable of doing. But the difference is, is it, when you look at this whole thing, it's Andy Reid. I'm telling you right now, I was so wrong about Andy Reid. I thought he was done. I thought he was washed up after what he did in Philadelphia. And the only thing he's done in the last two and a half seasons, Sir Tarvin, is turn around a franchise that needed somebody to turn the franchise around. And he got that with Andy Reid. What an amazing coach. What an amazing comeback last week on the road. I know he was oh, yes. on the road or he was at home. Which one? He was on the road. He was on the road. No, they were at home. But, they but, were at home. Okay. Okay. Well, regardless, to be able to come back with a quarterback like Alex Smith, that's what yes. amazes me. It's not like they have a gunslinger and Andrew Luck out there throwing the football coming back. They have Alex Smith. And I think, I think that that shows what Andy Reid can do. He can fit any any quarterback in his system. He can change the system around. And going to Texans, I just I think after the confidence they gained last week, coming back and winning, I, I think they're looking at a close game here because they are mirror images of each other. But how can you pick against Kansas City in the regular season and Andy Reid right now? He's the X factor Forget the guys out on the football field He's the X factor when you look at this game And the problem with that is Is that Houston's a good football team But right now I'm not a big believer Right now in J.J. Watts being 100% That's going to be huge Because guess what If anybody will exploit J.J. Watts It's going to be Andy Reid This game doesn't come down to what's out on the football field This is about coaching and when you got a guy that has been doing it as long as Andy Reid, and you you get Brock Osweiler. It, now, granted, this this guy's not the worst thing in the world for them. Now, whether or not they want him to be the franchise quarterback for years, they're going to fig- figure all that out. Okay, so new faces on this football team with Lamar Miller, um, rookie quarterback Will Fuller, which, by the way, he's a badass. I've seen that guy up close and personal. He's going to be really good. And then Braxton Miller um, joined in on there. And DeAndre Hopkins, they, they got the names here in order to get the job done. But Tarvin... There's a bigger name is Andy Reid. I, you know, you know, finding the guy that makes a, he puts his players in positions to make plays, and most importantly, Tarvin, he doesn't ask his players to do more than what they can do, and that's the difference between him and any other coach in the NFL. The NFL coaches want you to do what you can do and twenty percent more, and Andy Reid don't do that. All you got to do is look at Alex Smith. Yeah, and. and- I don't know if you've watched that game yesterday the other day or not, but there was no sign of panic in this team. They're down no, like three touchdowns. And they didn't even panic. And um, to be able to do that shows that the organization, all the players have faith in one man. They have faith in Andy Reid, not just Alex Smith. I think they have faith in him. But at the end of the day, they have faith in the man that's putting him in that position at quarterback. And, and they believe in the system. And it's, and they're not too bad defensively either. I know they played bad the other day at times, but I think Kansas City will step it up today. And because Philip Rivers is a pretty good quarterback, we know he he can be up or down. So he can yep. exploit you or he can just flat out suck. Well, I think today I don't think they have to worry about that, the quarterback as much. My only worry is when I look at the Chiefs. When Jamal Charles went down, they did exactly what you said, Tarvin. They didn't panic. 
That only thing they they just ripped off what eight in a row or something like that was something stupid without having their superstar out on their football team. They don't have them last week. They're one and zero. This this team is not worried about their personnel, and that is, you know, that's almost unheard of. When you got you, know, you want to talk about next man up, Kansas City Chiefs. Regardless if it's the Patriots or Packer backers, Green Bay, the best team and the next guy up is this Kansas City Chiefs because they will adjust to who's out on the football field in order for the best thing to happen. And Bill O'Brien, as much as a good coach that he may be, okay, I just don't see Bill O'Brien having the better NFL knowledge of the game in order for us team to be put in there to win. So I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not talking about the players out on the football field on this game. I'm talking about the head coach is going to win this football game for him today, and that's going to be Andy Reid. I, I got Chiefs big. I, not only that, I think, they, I think they're actually going to come out and come out firing on all cylinders. And just because they don't have Jamal Charles, um, they'll go ahead and have Spencer uh, – Spencer Ware rushed the ball. He'll get about a hundred yards, but he'll get about two or three touchdowns. I think this is going to be a, this is going to be one of the better games of the week. And do you think Bill O'Brien will go back to college in a heartbeat? In a heartbeat, because because one of the one of the problems with Houston, it's not necessarily the um, it's not necessarily the personnel. Uh, from the uh, coaching and players' perspective, it's about ownership, and I think ownership sometimes takes uh, too much of a role in their games. Uh, now y- you get that with a lot of owners, but I think this is a football team that you got to let the football coach do his job. And I think sometimes some of the ownership here, as far as Houston is concerned, leaks a little bit into the locker room and it affects the football team. In other words, the pressure coming from the higher ups to win football games. And I don't think this team is capable. They're not mentally tough for that. Well, well, college, college coaches don't win the NFL. That's, that's a fact. I mean, it's, I can say prove it. I'm thinking I saw him in college. I really liked him as a college football coach. And I think, you may see him, especially if Houston struggles this year, which they may not. That division is pretty lousy yep. right now. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, being a, being an Auburn man, I, I wouldn't mind having a coach like that come back, you know, from the NFL to college and be able to recruit and coach. I just think he's a better college coach is what I'm saying than the NFL, and I wonder if he, he'd be happier at college than, than in the NFL right now. Yep, and that that's going to be huge. I, yeah. I you, talking about Auburn, yeah, and the the fact of the matter is, is that this is a football team looking for a it, listen. Experience on the college level can get you paid, and the only one that's had any kind of success is Pete Carroll. Um, the rest of them, I I just I look at I span all the coaches in the NFL that came from college and had great college success, and you're right, they're just not there. The only one there is Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll, I think. Well, he- but, Pete coached an NFL team in Los Angeles. Right. The Southern Cal Trojans. That was like an NFL team, the way they had celebrities everywhere. It's like, you know, to me, that's a little different. Yeah, it's huge. By the way, I'm going to jump off subject here because it just popped up. You, you asked the question, and I'm going to see if you had found the answer. How did the Chicago Bears get a Monday night football game? Yeah, how was that? 
I, I, I thought you might have an answer. I'm still listen. You brought it up Thursday. Was it Thursday you were on? Yeah, you were yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. You brought it up. I've been, I've been, I've been going through. Of course, when I was breaking this down yesterday, I was finding a reason why that they were going to be on there. And the only thing I could have thought was the Matt Forte show, but there's no Matt Forte there anymore. Um, the only thing I was looking at is that was it. Matt Forte was the only thing that was on this football team, uh, you know, and Marshall, um, and whether they could get, I think they had superstar status, but I'm not sure when the schedule came out, but if they figured Marshall and um, Forte on the same team, maybe that would have been the reason, but they don't, man, they should have made God. This that this going to be unwatchable on Monday. It, it, it should have been, been, it should have been Minnesota, Green Bay, or Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. That's who it should have been. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati would have been a great Sunday or Monday night football. You're right, but they're in the early slot, so uh, big time. So um, I have Kansas City in this game. You got Kansas City too? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. This is all about coaching. When you got good coaching, you win football games. And Andy Reid's the better coach there. It's gonna be the difference in today's game. So, that having been said, let's move on to a Miami New England game in New England. New England one and zero out on the season. Really, no great big surprise. I, you know, I pit the Pittsburghs uh, or the New England Patriots because. Bill Belichick's just the best. I mean, and figure out now, granted, he won because someone missed a field goal, but it don't matter. The tick is under the W, and he told everybody we weren't expecting to win this football game before he went in there. Now you get that. I think it's, this is so huge. That win last week gives Rob Gritkowski another week because they're going to win this game without Rob Gritkowski, but Rob Gritkowski is going to get another week of rest and be ready when maybe if they don't lose any games with them, why rush Rob Gritkowski back to the lineup? So, you know, this is going to be a game. This game's going to be really close, and that's what the good thing about it is because normally if this is a Tom Brady game and I'm looking at the game and Miami in New England, I'm thinking blowout Tom Brady, or if it's close, Tom Brady at the end of the game getting enough, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, they win the game. So this week here, we got a battle here, I think. I think this is going to be a good close game there, Tarvin. Yeah, I think uh, Miami's going to beat New England today. Like I said, wow. I just, I just think it's going to happen today. I think Miami plays them well. I don't think New England is as good as they played the other night. I think again, I think the game was bought off, rigged, whatever you want to call it. Today, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, and today, and today, you're really going to see why I'm saying that. You know. You'll see. Denver's going to lose today, too. We'll talk about that one. But you'll see New England will be the first team to lose to Miami. And you'll be like, wow. I'm like, wow, right now. I mean, I don't have to wait. I I, I just look at the whole situation, where it's at, and I, I got questions. I got questions about, yeah, who's the better team, Cardinals or Miami? I You know, and and they ink out the win against the Cardinals. So that's where I'm looking at it, how this is. Um, I think Cardinals a better football team than Miami. This game's played at home. Um, this is a game that I expected Jimmy Garoppolo to win. Um, but Miami, they got a lot of question marks into this game. Uh, when you have question marks and you're the New England Patriots, 
you don't worry about the question marks. There's three teams with you know next guy up: Chiefs, uh, Green Bay, and New New England. So I don't worry about the next guy up. I worry about what is happening down in Miami because the Miami Dolphins are supposed to be a good football team. I mean, Tarvin, when you think about history and you think about Miami, they're supposed to be a good football team. And since Ryan Tannehill has gone to this football team, they have not been a good football team. They've been pedestrian at best. And so I got to ask the question, when you look at this football team as a whole, they need the, they need something to bring them together, that being the Miami Dolphins. And right now, I don't see any team chemistry on this football team either. So there's a lot of things about this football team in Miami that I – I want the Miami Dolphins to be the team that the New England Patriots battle for the championship of the AFC East each and every year, and they are not that team. And I don't know the reason why, but a lot of it has to be with their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. And this is the year that if he does not do well, the Miami Dolphins have to think about a new quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's time to, to cut ties with him. Again, when he, he was drafted, I, I didn't have much faith in him, especially not being a, a college quarterback or playing quarterback until in his college career. So now you all of a sudden pop him into the NFL. He's seeing some things he's never seen still to this day. And uh, but today, though, going on the road, I don't think New England's going to be able to score a lot of points. I think Miami finds a way to win. It's just one of those matchups I like. Yeah, there's matchups all over the football field, you know. Uh, the Dolphins, um, you know, besides the Patriots, they lost their home opener, uh, you know, the, the Patriots being there. So, in this division, it's going to be huge. They got to get that squared away. Um, so, Ryan Tannehill, you know, he threw for four touchdowns and uh, sacked 22 times, uh, you know, when they take on these Patriots. You know, he's got some success, but if they're going to get to him, which there's no reason to think that these uh, Patriots are not going to get to him because their offensive line, I'm going to tell you, I'll put this out here, Tarvin, and I'll see what you what you think about. When this team on the offensive line lost that battle as far as the bullying incident, when they lost their man right there in the middle, um, oh, geez, his name just, I have it. On the tip of my tongue, who was the one that was oh. accused of the bullying? Uh, why did you ask me that right now? Of all I know, I, I had it right there. I could see his face. Incognito. This is a football yeah. team that is missing this guy. On the, that guy was the best offensive lineman that they got. So not only do they lose Incognito and uh, the other guy, um, who really was average at best, um, but losing incognito, they lose a guy on the offensive line. This team has not been the same sense on the offensive line. And, and not only that, Ryan Tannehill has only produced, get this, 11 first downs and 10 points um, and was and sacked five times. You know, the, you, I'm telling you right now, if you take away that last drive that they had against Seattle, th- this team was horrible. And, and Seattle and and uh, New England, they're good football teams. I, I see the same thing happening here. 
we might get one good drive from the Miami Dolphins all game, and the rest of it is going to be done and over with because the Patriots will figure out a way to make some moves against this football team. And I don't know. Now, that having been said, the Patriots, you know, they were missing some guys. Four games, uh, uh, Nikovic uh, for four games for uh, suspension that was out there. Hightower was missing from practice with a knee injury. That might be something that the Dolphins might want to try to to go ahead exploit against them. So um, now I'm looking at here. It looks like the defensive uh, here it is defensive tackle Earl Mitchell. He left the game uh, with a concussion and the calf injury last week. He's still questionable whether or not he's going to hit the field as well. Uh, Defensive end uh, Mario Williams with a concussion and uh, Devontae Parker, hamstring. Um, so the Dolphins got some things that they got to take a look at as well. Um, some key players off maybe may or may not be out there. We'll figure that out. But, yeah, I, I, in good faith, can't go against the Patriots after what they did in order just enough to win against Arizona. And Miami's – I mean, Arizona's a better team than Miami. So I, I just got to look at it that way before I make the decision to say – uh, the, the Miami's got to do more, I guess, before I start picking them to be a good, solidified, good football team such as the uh, Patriots. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's the NFL and it's Sunday to Sunday. But any game the, the Patriots win, any game they can win without Brady is just a plus. And if they can start out 2-0, and especially winning the game that I thought they had zero chance to win. I mean, who do they play the next two weeks? I mean, they could be 4-0 with Brady coming back. Yes, and Brady gets the lowly Browns when he comes back in week five. So, you know, you're right. It's going to be good. It's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening uh, in that game. So, you're going Miami. I'm going Patriots. I want to switch this to the game that I know you're salivating to talk about. And I'm talking about the San Francisco Giants on the road against Carolina. And you want to talk about rigged? You want to talk about rigged? There, here's your rig of the week. Not that the 49ers are a good football team, but they're horrible. They're a horrible football team. Then they come. Carolina has had almost two weeks off in reality. They played the Thursday night game in week number one. Here they come Sunday, and San Francisco plays Monday night and now have got to travel cross country. You, Where's the rigged part? Do you think this game is rigged? I mean, the NFL, you say it's rigged. This has got to be part of your rig. Well, it's rigged that San Francisco will cover it. I mean, San Francisco will cover the spread. What's the spread? I, think. I mean, I, it's like 12 and a half, 13 points, I think. Uh, I don't think Carolina will beat them that bad, but they should. But I think that uh, – I think what you'll see happen is Carolina jump out on them 21 nothing something like that, and then all of a sudden it's 21-7, to seven and then they may get a field goal late or something to, to make it 11. But I think Carolina can beat them as bad as they want to, but how bad do they want to? Are they down after that? They've had nine days to prepare, too. That's a, yeah. another thing. San Francisco Monday Night Football traveling now all the way across the country to piss off. I'm talking about a pissed-off team that's set for nine days thinking about how they were screwed, how they played like a bunch of girls, and and it's it's time to play. So I like I, I can't wait to see how cameras fun. This is 
this is also something I want to see is like mental family, toughness. You know, yeah, mental toughness. How do you how do you take getting your ass beat? So so for the last two games, Carolina's played they've lost. So remember they were fifteen and one in the regular season, but they're zero and two in my mind right now. They're zero and two. So they lost the last two games, and uh, and yes, it was the same team they played. But let's see how they look. If they come out and look flat, this could be a a nine and seven season for Carolina. If they come out and take care of business, watch out. Well, that's what I expect. I mean, and unlike the Dallas Cowboys, sorry guys in the local area, Carolina Panthers are a mentally tough team. I think. I think they're – let me rephrase that. I think they're capable of being a mentally tough team. Why? Because of their success. I mean, you, you can say whatever you want about this Carolina football team. You take the year that Cam Newton was out. They're the biggest and best winning football team in the NFL, correct? Am, am I wrong about that? I mean, you take the games that Cam Newton were out because of injury, or, you know, but when he was in the game – the Carolina Panthers are a team that you can't beat. I mean, and, and I hate to say that because I'm not a Cam Newton fan by by any stretch, but I'm not blind enough to see that this guy's not the best quarterback in the first of all in his division, quite possibly in the NFC. He's the MVP last year, um, so I, I'm not blind to the fact of the talent of this guy and what he's capable of doing. So when you get a team like the 49ers. If you're Carolina, if you're mentally tough, you bury this team. And it, really, San Francisco was set up to lose this game as soon as they lost last week. Because especially the, the way the schedule works, when you're getting one day of practice, really that's all you're going to get. One day of practice before you're meeting Carolina, maybe two days. Two days, that's not going to be enough to go up against the MVP of the league, quite possibly one of the better teams in the NFC, which I'm, I got to relook at who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl after the Vikings went down, lost their quarterback. This is the team you're going to have to go up against. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited to see, see how they respond, man. That's, well, that's it. How how are they going to respond? And how did San Francisco score twenty eight points? By the way, uh, that's a good point. That is, how did they do it? And because they were playing, well, come on, they, they're they're playing in reality one of the worst teams in the NFL that that went over there. You know, they're horrible. I mean, they played the Rams, right? Am I or no, no? Um, they yeah. played. Um, Hold on one second. Yeah, they played, I, the, Rams. Just, yeah, they played, they played the, Rams. the Rams, so they're one and zero out on the season. But so you know that that's the reason why they are playing the Rams. I mean, a horrible football team. So, but the good thing for for San Francisco is they got the win because this right here, if you're if you're seriously looking at your schedule and you're San Francisco, you mark down an L. You know you're going to lose this football game. You should lose this football game um, if they somehow figure out a way to get it done. And get the victory. Hey, you've done something. But that having been said, I, I just see nothing but bad news on this. Now, I said it before. And I'm going to say it again. I hate this guy. But Colin Kaepernick needs to be the quarterback of this football team. You got Chip Kelly running the show up there, and you want to make you want to make points and everything as an organization. That's fine. But if it's anything like winning, Blaine Gabbert was horrible last week, and they won that football game. 
So you're going up against a 10 times better football team than, than you are with the Carolina Panthers compared to the, uh, compared to the Rams. So Blaine, Blaine Gabbert here, where, where's the, where's the, uh, I had the uh, stats on him last week. Cause it was, it was pretty pathetic. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I'll find them in a minute, but they weren't great. He didn't throw for 200 yards. That's number one. And frankly, they, he didn't throw a touchdown pass either, if I'm not mistaken. Here it is, 22-35, 170 yards and a touchdown. He did not have a sack or an interception this week, but or last week, but this week it's going to be totally different. I think, I think there's going to be turnovers all over the place. I think that the Carolina Panthers are going to capitalize on them. And the line, I, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I think they cover the line. I think they blow them out of the water. This could get ugly. And I think it could get ugly quick because they're at home. Cam Newton loves home. Number two, when you're at home, you're a different football team than you are on the road, without question. And this is a football team that likes to play at home. I, I think you're set, man. Your Carolina Panthers are going to win. They're going to cover the spread. Don't make that bet on San Francisco. Promise you. They're going to cover the spread. They didn't do it last week against the uh, Broncos, but look at the difference in the defenses as well. The Broncos, they have a pretty darn good defense. They're going to cover that spread easy today. Yeah, if Vegas wants you to win. You're gonna win. Remember that, Denver. Yeah, I, I get. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, so you have Carolina in this game? Oh yeah, man. I'm gonna take Carolina every game the rest of the year, probably. <laughs> He's gonna be the homer man. So no, I know I'm you want to. I'm I don't... joking. I'm joking. And now that having been said, I I I I'm not sure what your schedule is, but I wanted to get that game. You hanging on, or are you gonna you got to bail soon? I'm gonna bail in just a minute, but I'll come back. You're on until one o'clock, right? Um, I'm on until one yeah. o'clock. Yep, I'm taking it right up there, yeah, and I'll I, I got I got your picks. I'm I'm gonna hold you accountable like I was. I was accountable for my picks. I went seven and nine on my picks last week. How'd you do on your picks last week? I think I did okay. I mean, it's probably about the same as you. I mean, there were some games that I lost. I'm like, really? But, you know, it's week one. I mean, you, you can't really judge a person on their picks about week four. I mean, you can really find out how much they know about football. Right now, it's a crapshoot. So. Well, so normally I do well in week up. one. So I was depressed. This is the first week in in the last five seasons that I haven't had a good week one. That's what hurts my feelings. So I wanted yeah, to have a good Yeah, Yeah. You all this. I'm going to be on every Monday at around 10 o'clock owning my picks of stupidity or just giving myself accolades on my pick or just in, in my, you know, pedestrian. We'll do that. I'm doing it every Monday because I got a new schedule and I'm off on Monday. So I'm feeling good about I'm that. You. I'm so you it'll be around, I'm going to be around 10, you know, in between 10 and 11. I just haven't made up. I, I got to talk to a friend of mine, um, but uh, I'm going to make sure that um, my show uh, coincides with his schedule. So I, the latest it'll be is 11. The earliest it'll be is 10. So I'll let you know about that. All right, thanks. I'll talk to you in a few.
You betcha. He's going to go ahead and he's going to bow out for a little bit. And what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and go to our sponsors and our commercials. I'd like to thank everybody involved with our sponsorship of our commercials. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, when we come back, we're going to talk more teams. How about New England? I promised New England Giants, but I want, I knew Tarvin had to leave. So New Orleans and the Giants, we're going to talk about on the other side. We're going to talk about Tennessee and Detroit, Seattle and L.A. and maybe squeeze one more in there. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, your Rowlett Eagles radio network. And that being said, we'll be right back. Bonanza. Reap a Bonanza with a free home, auto or business insurance quote from Costlow Insurance. Bundle your home and auto insurance to save a ton. Coslo Insurance at the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, or visit us on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chain Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chain Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chain Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chain Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychainlees.com. With over 25 years of experience, Stephen Sons Heating and Air Conditioning have received many awards and recognition, including Angie's List and the Best of Rowlett. Ask about our preventative maintenance plan that includes two visits to your home for one unit for $155 and $59.99 for each additional unit. Mention you heard this ad on the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast and receive an extra 10% off. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 to set up an appointment or check out their website at stephensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Mark Hall at Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp. We want you to be proud of everything you achieve. That is why Mark Hall will tell you to stop focusing in on the little things and be proud of everything you've achieved up to this moment. Being fit is hard, but you can do it. 
If you need some help getting started, try our unstoppable fitness formula for free by visiting www.rowlettfbbc.com and claim your free trial. Or give Mark a call at 214-888-2844. That's 214-888-2844. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Working Man in Sports Radio. We're talking the NFL in week number two. And it's that time of the day where we take a look at the games that are happening. We take this full three-hour block and we knock it out with you guys. I'm telling you, we're going to have a lot of fun here. And that being said, we're talking the games that are Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And I want to go to the team. We're talking. There's a game that's going on this week that the Giants are lucky to be one and zero because of your Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I'll put it out there. Your Dallas Cowboys didn't look horrible in week number one. The fact of the matter, the Dallas Cowboys should be one and zero, and the Giants should be zero and one, just like New Orleans, who they take on at home. Now. The Saints coming off the loss in week number one is going to be the different. This game's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Now, last week, the Giants in the fourth quarter did what they had to do. That's the reason why they're 1 and 0 because of the fourth quarter. The New Orleans Saints, they're 0 and 1 going into this game against a team that if they. Listen. Their their offense is not great. I'm sorry. You can love Eli Manning all you want, okay? I'm I'm not an Eli fan. Anybody listens to the show, and it's not because I want to hate on Eli Manning. It, the reason being is just not that good. I mean, two Super Bowl rings. Take those rings out of it. Just look at his numbers. He's okay. The guy's a turnover machine. That's one of the problems. Now. That being said, the Giants squeak out that win against the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to square up against the New England, uh, New Orleans Saints team that at home does not seem to win football games, but on the road they're tough. And that's what I think we're going to get here this week. I think we're going to get a tough football game. Now, Giants, they came back, win the 2019 Eli Manning three-yard touchdown pass to Victor Cruz with six minutes. 
After that touchdown, they held off the Dallas Cowboys. Out of that whole game, when I'm watching this game, in crunch time, the defense for this New York Giant team comes to pass. Eli Manning getting the touchdown, great, wonderful. Okay, they should have had more points at that point. But I won't hold that necessarily against them because it's week number one. But in order for the New York Giants to win games, they got to do exactly what they did is hold off an offense that can score. If you looked at the Dallas Cowboys and thought that they could score, that wouldn't have been a stretch of your thought. Now, you look at the New Orleans Saints. Yes, they can score too. The Saints, they squandered an 11-point lead against Oakland, gained 210 pounds, scored 22 uh, pounds, yards, and um, scored 22 points in the fourth quarter in order to win that game. I'm talking about, I'm sorry, the Giants. But the Saints squandered that lead. Do they have it within themselves to be a good football team week in, week out? So the confidence factor has got to be there for the Giants because, listen, you, you own the Dallas Cowboys in their own stadium. They're 3-0 and against the Dallas Cowboys at the new Dallas Cowboys stadium. That having been said, when you take a look at the other side, Drew Brees, he had his 14th 400-yard passing game, threw for four touchdown passes against the Raiders, and less what? They lost the football game. But this is a different Giants defense. So, you know, if you look at this game and think that it's not going to – oh, let me get an update. Here we go. Injuries. Uh, active is going to be uh, Perriman for the Baltimore Ravens. Chris Ivory's out with a uh, injury. Uh, it's undisclosed, by the way. Jason Pierre-Paul, shoulder. He is active for the game. Just want to give you that quick update that's flashed in front of my screen. Back to the game. When you look at this football game today, the New or-, or it last week, the New Orleans Saints couldn't slow down the offense from the Oakland Raiders. It didn't cause one turnover in the game, and they did not sack Derek Carr. I, as it, I hate to say this, and it pains me to say this. I think the Giants are going to win this football game. And main reason is, is I don't know how much I trust Drew Brees right now. Although he did, it wasn't the reason why they didn't lose that or win that football game. But he's going to be under a different kind of pressure coming from the defense. Now, I don't go back and, you know, I, I look at it, okay? I, I go back and look at it, but I don't take it to heart. But for those that do take it to heart, the Saints and Giants in their series, they have high-scoring games against one another. In the last four, meet- four meetings, the winning team has scored 48, 49, 52, and 52 points. And last year, New, uh, New Orleans, 52 to 49 last season in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now they're in New York. But 
Last year, Drew Brees threw for 505 yards uh, and tied in NFL records with seven touchdown passes. And Manning in that game had 350 yards, a career high six touchdowns. What's that telling you? Whose defense is better? This year, it's the Giants. And, you know, and it won't, like I said, they won't win because of Eli Manning. And I, and I dislike the Giants with a passion, but they're going to win this game. And because of their defense, you know, so I expect a big number in this game just as much as the last, you know, what was it? Four, you know, four me- last four meetings again, 48, 49, 52, and 52, 49, four, if you think about it, five, because last year the Giants scored 49 points in this game. So I, I'm really looking, I'm looking forward to a good game. Both teams lost defensive players to injury in the opener, by the way. The Giants lost uh, TJ Thomas, um, torn ligament in his left knee. He's gone IR. His spot was taken by Josh Brown, who served uh, um, the week one suspension for all that BS. I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to talk about it because it's stupid on the NFL. But the bottom line is you can't look at last year's game. You got to look at what's going to happen in the intangibles in this game. And the intangibles in this game is who has the better coach. The New York Giants as a head coach. I'm going to tell you right now, Ben McAdoo, I like this guy. I don't even know why, but he might be the answer up in New, in New York, and you got to be happy if you're a Giants fan, I think. New Orleans signed cornerback B.J. Webb uh, to provide him with that uh, depth at the cornerback position Why uh, uh, Briex is uh, injured. He's sidelined, and they also released C.J. Spiller. I think this was a huge release. What's that saying about C.J. Spiller? Someone will pick up C.J. Spiller before the end of this year. He wasn't even active for that game against the Oakland Raiders either. So, you know, that game, week number one, the Oakland Raiders coming back, that's going to be a game New Orleans is going to wish they had back. Whether or not that the Saints are a good football team, we're going to find out in this week because I, I've already talked about it. I, what I think about the the Giants, they're mediocre at best. They're not great, so they got to play well to prove a point. So let's go into the next game that we're going on. I do have the Giants. I don't know, um, not sure where Tarvin's going to go. We'll find out. All right, now. Two weeks into the NFL season, another AFC South versus NFC North matchup. The difference in today's game is the Lions are 1-0. This is a huge game for the Lions in the NFC North. I say this because I don't feel very confident about the NFC North this year. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Sooner or later, and it might be later, but sooner or later, the Green Bay Packers are going to start losing games that they should win. And right now, 
The Detroit Lions are 1-0. And in this division, if they can keep it close, the Lions have a shot. And they get Tennessee this week. Tennessee Titans are horrible. But here's one of the things about Tennessee that I think is really good for them this week. And what that is, is that they're on the road. They can be away from all the people that are questioning them and everything else, and they can just go deal with football, even though they're playing in it. But they're playing a team who's not very good in the Lions. So when you look at this whole situation, the offseason for the Titans, they hired John Robinson as the general manager, and the Lions brought in Bob Quinn to run their front office. Okay. Both of these guys worked with Bill Belichick, and now they want to make their their name for themselves by themselves. Jim Caldwell of the Lions and Mike Malarkey of the Titans, they were both fired at the same time and new general managers put into place. There, the similarities in the front office for this football team is huge. The only difference is you got to look at quarterback in this game. Matthew Stafford had a great game, by the way. Calvin Johnson retires. Stafford looked like he was like more in control of his offense. He was given the chance to prove his worth with the new bosses, with new personnel, and now the Lions are looking to be 2-0 and because they get the team that is the Titans, and the Lions should blow them away. I'm going to tell you right now, when Matthew Stafford, this is, what, this is what he did, 31 of 38 passing, 340 yards and three touchdowns last week. Those are numbers that he had when Calvin Johnson was out on the football field. So when this guy has it going on, he puts a lot of pressure on most defenses that he plays. And not only that, he gets rid of the ball quick. So he doesn't give the defenses a lot of time to catch up with what's going on. If you go back and look at the Lions in the past, they have had many passing attacks, and but the key was they were obvious. Now he's throwing the football to, you know, four or five different people, which is what he should have been doing when he had two of the best tight ends in the game on the field at the same time in the red zone. He still threw it to Calvin Johnson, not to Pedigree or the other guy that was there, Pollock. So now the Titans defense last week, To start the game, they played well. Didn't allow any touchdowns at all. Sean Hill, okay, you got to look at that situation with him. Minnesota, in the first half, you blank them, you're doing pretty well. But the Titans couldn't hold on to it. Marcus Mariota, okay, they have got to make sure they don't turn the ball over. And that's what happened. 
So now they get another NFC North team in the Lions. And the Lions getting the week, win last week, which I don't think too many people predicted, are going to be putting themselves in position in this NFC North. And the NFC North has got a lot of work to do in order to find any quality football teams, and that does include the Green Bay Packers. Now, I'm not saying the Packers aren't a good football team. I'm just saying at times this is a team that has shown their deficiencies out on the football field and lose games that they shouldn't lose against teams they shouldn't be losing against. So as the Packers should win this division, the Lions, they take advantage of bad football teams and get wins themselves in position within this division because let's be honest the Bears on Monday Night Football which is a joke in itself really when you look at the game you can't really say yeah the Bears are going to win that game so the Bears are going to keep themselves in the basement of this division I told everybody to listen to me they weren't listening to me because I made a pick about the Bears being the last play, ah, oh, no, the Bears, the worst team is the is the Lions. So well, not this week. Now Robinson got Demarco Murray in the off season. Okay, get a little balance in the offense because you've seen how the balance worked with Tony Romo and Demarco Murray. Um, guess what? Balance for Tony Romo made his best season as a quarterback. So that's what they're hoping they could do with Marcus Mariota. They also hired, uh, they also uh, drafted Derrick Henry out of Alabama to team up with him. That's going to be huge. The Titans' run game was only was limited to 65 yards, though, and a fumble. And the one that Murray did turned into a touchdown. Against the Lions, the running game may not be effective either because Tennessee needs to rely on Mariota too much in the air. And if they get behind quick, they're going to go to the air. They're going to abandon the run. So by either using Murray or Henry to help Lawn, it's going to be huge. This has got to give Mariota some time on the offensive line to give Mariota an opportunity to find the open guys out there. Walker is barely a factor in the Minnesota game. He's got to be a guy that steps up. He only caught three balls for 42 yards last week. And in reality, he needs to be the focal point, really, in reality, because the safeties uh, uh, for the Tennessee Titans, they're subject to get hit, and they're, they're subject to not being very good So Searcy and Rashad Johnson, they're a liability, but I don't think they're going to get it. I think this is a game when you look at it, you know, you look at it, you know, gosh, these, both these teams sucks. I think, and not only do I think the Lions win, I think the Lions win big here. And this game is in Detroit. Detroit goes to 2-0, and and the Titans will go to 0-2, and, and in the AFC South, they still got a shot. But the Lions going 2-0 and in their division with Minnesota, Green Bay. I, listen, no one, sh- no one expected this from the Lions. And I like it. The reason why I like it, 
is because of things that are unexpected in the NFL make for good Sundays. And that's what it is. If you expected the Lions to be good, you were probably a homer. But if you looked at it, you didn't think they'd be good. Seattle Seahawks 1-0 on the road taking on the Los Angeles Rams. And the Seahawks have an opportunity to, uh, how do you put it, you know, put a kibosh on opening day in L.A.? The Rams, they're the big story going in week two at home. NFC West tilt. The Seahawks, um, by the way, the Rams beat the Seahawks twice in 2015. I don't know if you knew that or not. So I had to throw that out there. It's one of my big notes right there. Put it in red. So that will mean that the Los Angeles Rams and Jeff Fisher are going to have to figure out something in order to get that victory because they look so bad, oh, so bad against the 49ers. And if the 49ers wipe the floor with the Rams, what's anybody thinking that the Seattle Seahawks won't do the same thing? That home field advantage is not much of an advantage. I don't know how many people are going to be there. But what a better game to get them. I mean, right, a division game against a playoff caliber football team. And the Seahawks barely beat the Miami Dolphins in week one. So they're both subject to it. But it's week one. When you're Rams in week one, you suck as much as you do, and you get beat like you do, and the Seattle Seahawks in week number one play bad but get the victory, they can only think that they're going to get better. So both teams right now, they already know this is a big matchup in this week. The Rams already have lost the division game to San Francisco. They can ill afford to go 0-2. In this division, the Seahawks, they got the 12 to 10 victory in week number one, but this is the first game of the division. So if they drop it, they can, they can afford it. But really, with Arizona in that division, primed, primed to win the division. I'm sorry, San Francisco, Seattle, Seattle is primed. They can win it. I, I, I'm still sticking to what I said at the beginning of the season. But the huge question for Seattle is, Will Russell Wilson be the guy that he can be with his ankle being the way it is? So the health of their number one guy is going to be huge. That means that the stress of this football game has got to come to the defensive side of the ball. And really, when you talk about it, that is what is the biggest powerhouse of this football team. They don't talk. Now, granted, they talk about Russell Wilson, but they talk about how great this defense is more. There's no 12th man, so there's no advantage there. So I want to see how Russell Wilson leads the team with the injury. I guess his ankle was stepped on. And it limited his ability to move, but that was right away. There's got to be something. He's got to be able to do what he does best, okay? He can stay in the pocket, but then be able to be on the move and make a play. 
Will he be able to do that? I still say this is the Rams. I still say it's the Rams. And when you do that, guess what? Pete Carroll will be looking at 2-0 and and then going through the big part of the season is where Pete Carroll's got to get his team back. Because right now, I don't think he has his team. I think the Eagles have the team. And maybe a loss against the Rams would put him back in part and say, listen, I'm the coach of this football team. Let's do it my way now. So I think the fact that a loss for the Seattle Seahawks is better for this football team. To lose against the Rams, as bad as they are, and then Pete Carroll get his team back for the coach to be the leader of the team, not these players. And I don't know. I want to see more. Michaels and uh, Rawls rushed for a combined 98 yards, but they didn't get into the end zone, which is where they're missing Marshall Lynch, who could get into the end zone, although they didn't give him to the ball in the Super Bowl. That's one of the reasons why I honestly believe that Marshall Lynch is not on this football team. That's where the problem comes. And I think that the Seahawks let Lynch go was the best thing for him. So Pete Carroll could try to get a hold of this team. So, Part one is done with taking care of egos. Now part two has to happen in order for Pete Carroll to really have control of this team. I don't think he has control of the team. Now, I might be the only one that believes that. But the Rams defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, they're going to have to fill the, they get to the quarterback. If they're going to have any success against the the Seahawks offense, they're going to have to get to the quarterback and stop the rush. You got to start stop one of them. Listen, Ross is good running back. They got to stop one of them, and then they get too familiar and start just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. If Will Wilson can't get the job done passing it, that might be the key to the game. I just there's not enough in me to go ahead and say, hey, the Seahawks are going to win the uh, lose this game. So the Hawks, I think, get a win. I think they, I think they win by at least ten points, if not more. Now, Todd Gurley rushed for eighty uh, eighty three yards and a touchdown last time they played. Really, the only attack they got is Gurley. They pinned down on that, and that's another reason why I think Seattle wins the game. When you don't have a passing attack, the defense of Seattle is going to game plan to stack the tackle box so the runners can't run. That's why this game is easy. And even looking at the quarterback position, who's the better quarterback? Even sidelined and hobbled, Russell Wilson's the better quarterback. There's a lot of things that when you look at a game, when you're going to try to pick them, I think, come into mind. you got to look at the quarterbacks, who's the best. Obviously, you look at the defense. I don't usually pinpoint too many things unless the team is known for being good. Like Seattle, they're known for their corners um, and more so than their defensive line, even though it's good the combination of their defense is so good that the team that they're playing, if they're pinpointing the only thing that they got is a running game, that defensive line is good enough to stop them because they're good at stopping the run anyway. And then the Rams got to depend on their quarterback. 
And I don't care that this game is over in L.A. Professional football's back in L.A. Who cares? You got to find out what's going to be the best thing for them. So it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. But I think Seattle is going to get a 10-point victory in this game. So Seattle all the way, I don't think they have very many problems. And this is also a football game where they can try some other things. Once they get a lead, if they get a lead, watch the Rams get back into it. But this time I think they go ahead and they hold them down. This time I don't think the Rams get the victory. So it's going to be interesting to watch this game, where it goes. And if Seattle is good, they'll prove it. And I think they need to prove it. I think this is a football team that has an obligation to show its fans that they're going to be good. So that's the first afternoon game that's going to be going on. So uh, that that's really huge to watch. We've got six more games to cover for today. So we're going to get in a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, there's a couple of games that I think are really quick that we're going to cover. We'll still cover them, even though I think that they're going to be really quick. So let's try to figure that part out. We'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network, as well as that being said, we'll be right back. Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associates Realtors is here for you. 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country, with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Raleigh Eagles, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrades. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give him a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. 
At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Couch Potato Sports Show. We're talking NFL. We're talking good stuff here. Looking forward to week number two. Red Zone kicks off at noon. Sonny will be watching. Actually, I'll be traveling for the first 20 minutes because I'm going to dog sit today, but watch the NFL. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. A little quiet time, dog sitting, and then uh, head home. And then after that, uh, do that. So we're we're good here. The NFL, lots of fun. And this week, no different. Lots of good games. So let's get to those games that we're going to talk about. By the way, don't forget Friday night, the Rowlett Eagles, they are in action against the North Garland Colonels. So don't miss that. You'll hear that coverage on the Couch Potato Sports Show for my local. Here we go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1-0. The Arizona Cardinals 0-1. Cardinals should have won last week. So, Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers looking to go 2-0. It's going to be hard to do. Because the Arizona Cardinals are good at home. They lost last week. Should have won the game against the Patriots. Who's the better team? The Patriots, without question, over Tampa Bay. However... Jameis Winston is growing up in front of us, and we talk about guys that get good. You And you can have the influence of not liking a guy as they're coming up and kind of use that against him. Jameis Winston, he has those off-the-field crab problems, I mean, you know, problems, um, and off-the-field problems. But right now, 
from everything that you're hearing that Jameis Winston is a professional. This guy doesn't have lots of endorsement deals off the side. He's concentrating on football, which is yet another good thing for them. Huge. So that being said, you got to focus Jameis Winston. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't think that that would happen. So a loss to Winston and the Bucks could put the Cardinals in a very bad situation, especially if Seattle gets the win today. That is huge. And if San Francisco gets the win, that'll be huge. Our Cardinals being behind that eight ball, they can't afford to lose this game. And if you can't afford to lose the game, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, there's no better place to play at home than home, right? I will tell you, as bad as loss as that game was Sunday night, what was it, 23-21? As bad of a loss as that was, that might be the best thing to happen with them because there were so many mistakes uh, across the board for the Cardinals that they can know what they need to improve on against one of the better teams in the AFC, if not the best. I think they are the best. So that helps them, even though they weren't the best because they didn't have Tom Brady, but they're considered one of the best. And I'm going to tell you right now, is a must win for the Arizona Cardinals. If they're going to make the playoffs. So now when, when they, when they lost that game to the Patriots, they learned a lot about their team as they were making mistakes. And of course that was week number one. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and give the Arizona Cardinals a, what do you want to call it? I want to, I'm, I'm going to give them a pass. Oh, hold on one second. I got a message I have to put out there. So, as the Arizona Cardinals will move forward, they have to get this game to start their season. And Arizona Cardinal fans are kind of used to this team winning at home. I think they're a good football team at home. I think they got a good coach in Bruce Arians that helps their team get the win, get the get wins when they needed them. But it, the Patriots are the Patriots are the Patriots. It's just one of the things that they can't ignore. And you want and listen, you want the Patriots to be a good football team. You you really do. Yeah, I think you need them to be a good football team. I think you really do. So it'll be huge to see what they can do in order to get the victory. So we'll watch for that. Cardinals, they have a second-year running back in David Johnson. I'm going to tell you right now, he's emerged last season and uh, right now leads the NFL in uh, rushing yards. In six, you know, it's, it's, it, looking at six 
starting games for him. He leads the NFL in rushing yards for 531 and a total of 790. So in his first five games, he's made a big, big impact for the Cardinals. Buccaneers, the bad thing for this guy, listen, Dirk, listen, Dirk Cotter used to be the head coach of the ASU Sun Devils. And he come back to a place where he played a lot of games in Arizona, but not in that stadium. I'd almost, I let me tell you, I would give the Buccaneers the victory if they were playing in Sun Devil Stadium. But the fact is, is that this Arizona Cardinal team is a different team than the ones that played at ASU. I think that's a horrible stadium, a horrible situation. Now they got a great situation with that dome and guess what they're hard to beat there at home and that being said you have to take a look at a football team and you gotta look at the defensive side of the ball for the Arizona Cardinals I think they're a better defensive team and they're better offensive as well now one player right now has not been able to show everything that he can do is Tyron uh, Matthew. He's easing his way back into the lineup slowly, which is good for them, okay, after that knee surgery. So this is a game, I don't know. Will we see a lot of him? I don't know. But when I look at what the Arizona Cardinals have to do, and the fact that if they lose this game, this is a good football team who gets behind the eight ball, and that's because of Bruce Arians. He picks up a great game plan. He knows where he is. So that's going to be huge. I'm picking the Cardinals this week because Cardinals must win at home means usually victory for the Cardinals. So I trust them a little bit to get that job done. So... Arizona Cardinals looking good, like them. Atlanta Falcons 0-1, oh, 1-0, Oakland Raiders. Falcons going cross-country. And I don't know where Atlanta wins this game. I, I've, I've looked over things, and I tried to get it set up on what could be good for this football team. The Oakland Raiders, they're up and coming. Now, the Raiders haven't started 2-0 since 2002. They rallied from, you know, they rallied for a 35-34 road win over New Orleans last week. We talked about that already. Big time gutsy calls coming from their their head coach. And I got to do this. Hold on. So, I'm back here. I had to make a quick message as uh, I'm making some plans right after the show here today. So, I got to make sure that those are done. Um, So, that being said, as the teams are moving forward, we talk about a lot of things that ends up happening in games. And the Atlanta Falcons have got to get better. And they are not better. In fact, they're worse. In reality, Atlanta has not been able to get out of their own way 
And when you when you're going to take on an up and coming team such as the Oakland Raiders right now, the, the Oakland see the Oakland Raiders can lose this game, okay, and be okay. You're the Atlanta Falcons. You got weapons. You should win this game. The weapons and everything else, and you take a look at the talent, you're picking Atlanta. But the problem with Atlanta is they haven't shown any consistency in their game in order for you to say, oh, yeah, Atlanta wins. Now, I don't know what the spread is in this game, but I take the, I, I think Oakland's going to be favored. I take, I take Atlanta. But I'm going to tell you what, forget Carr passing for 319 yards last week. Raiders scored 22 fourth quarter points to win the game. And Derek Carr says, the heck with the body, goes up in the air for a first down to see. Those are the kind of plays where you test the character. And when your leader, Derek Carr, says, I'll put myself on the line, it just encourages their other teams to do so as well. I don't know. Is it going to be a good thing, bad thing? I don't know. But I will say this, as far as this team is concerned, and I'm talking about Atlanta. You don't want to be behind the eight ball after week number two, and that's exactly where they'll be, especially especially if Carolina gets the victory. They'd be 1-0, okay? So they're not even going to be – if somehow – if the Buccaneers win – they're going to be 2-0. and And in that division, man, Atlanta, wow. Panthers. Going to be 1-0. The Buccaneers, 2-0. and And they're not going to be able to get out of the way. The divisions are going to be tight. The Saints, if they win, they're on one. But Tampa Bay is in the driver's seat. If they get this win, Tampa Bay, we talked about the game. If Tampa Bay wins, they're going to be in command of this, especially if Atlanta loses, if Carolina loses, and if the Saints lose. Could you imagine the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being up four games after two weeks against everybody else in their, in their division? The fact of the matter is they'd be up four games because they, they – they're reliable to win one of their last two, the next two in the first four weeks. And I just, I'm pulling up the schedule for Tampa Bay because when, when you're looking at football games and where they go, and especially, especially if the other teams in this division lose this week, if they lose, this is going to be so huge. So here's the situation. If Tampa Bay beats Arizona, they'll be 2-0. Then they have L.A. in Tampa Bay, then Denver. So one of the other three teams will lose next week. And next week, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Rams, quite possibly the most important game for the Buccaneers this this week and Atlanta 
falling to where they can't even get involved with the, in the division race, and they just might as well close the Georgia Dome for a while while they're playing the new stadium now. But you get what I'm saying. Oakland, but here's the thing. Oakland allowed 419 passing yards and 500 total yards, 507 against the Saints last week. Last week, last year, Mac had 15 sacks, second most in the NFL behind J.J. Watts. A lot of things need to come into play for him. The huge thing for the Raiders is continually doing what they are going to do. Now, the Falcons won last 23-20. to 20. That was October 2012. Matt Bryant kicked the 55-yarder win for them to win. So that game's not even relevant when you look at it. That's why I don't like looking at history on a lot of games, because they don't really mean anything, in my opinion. That having been said, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders in this game because I just don't see where the Falcons can get it done. Indianapolis Colts 0-1, the Broncos 1-0. Go back to the standings, okay, for the, for the NFL. And you're going to find out why this game is going to be really important for all teams involved with this one. Number one, it's the Colts. You're 0-1. In the South, I don't think that the Colts want to go 0 and 2. But for them it's okay, but you don't want to be behind the eight ball because you have been anointed as the shoe in for winning this division. You can't go 0 and 2 and be that way. They'll be behind the eight ball. And we don't know really if Houston is going to be good. We don't know if the Jacksonville Jaguars is good as all the hype is all about. So if you are the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Denver Broncos, you better figure out a way to get a win in mile high. Because what you're looking at on the other side with Denver, Denver in the AFC West right there is battling three teams, quite possibly four. San Diego is better than what he th- what they think they are. Okay. And we can look at Kansas City 2-0. Broncos really need to be 2-0. Oakland could be 2-0. If they get this victory this week. So Denver has got a lot of things in hand with that. San Diego figure out to get a victory. They'll be one and zero. This is gonna be this division is gonna be a close race for all four teams. Even San Diego, yes. They figured out how to score points. Now they gotta figure out how to stop people. Now, that's the huge thing. Will they score any points against what is perceived to be one of the better defenses in the NFL in the Denver Broncos. Will the offensive attack be able to go ahead and attack? That's all the things that you got to look at in this game. So as you look at those games and where they're going to be, watch out. This is, this is the game of the day. Because if Indianapolis goes down in this game, They're in trouble. If the Broncos go down, they could be in a little bit of trouble. They'd be one and one. That's not horrible. But really, you got other teams within the division that are trying to be two and oh. And 
really you, you don't want to you first of all if you are the Broncos you don't want to be tied with the with the Chargers. I I'm, I'm telling you this right now the Chargers are not as bad as they are with Oakland maybe going two and zero and Kansas City two and zero. I think the Broncos have to be two and zero. That's a long season and looking for losses and stuff like that. I get completely get it. But the morale of this football team, I think they got to get a victory this week. And if they don't, that could be a problem early going in this division. And if the Chargers figure out how to get a victory, that's, that's even going to make this division even more entertaining to watch throughout the season. But just looking at it, C.J. Anderson. He's got to be impressive. He's got to go out. He's got to run the football for Denver. Indianapolis Colts right now. They get. By the way, this is a Colts team that gives the Broncos fits. The, the Colts have won eight of the past nine meetings. Like I said, when I go back and I look at the history, I don't look at them very often. But those that like history, look at that number. Three or four with Andrew Luck in that. Andrew Luck's going to be the quarterback. So the last couple of years, the Colts have gone into Denver and beat them. So you got a team that can beat this team. They they feel good about playing this football team. So, but Denver's defense is different this year than it was last time they came in there. I, I really do. I believe that. Because they know they got to be good because of the rookie quarterback situation. And Chuck Picano, this is a guy right now who's fighting for his job. And he's got Andrew Luck. And he's fighting for the job. Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Ware are going to be foaming at the mouth, not just to get the sack, but put a good hit on Andrew Luck and look for it early. And will it be worth the flag if you hit him late? And you hit them right late. Might be worth the flag. I'm not saying they're a dirty football team, but I'm saying this is a time where if you are dirty, you might want to take advantage of it. Because we get back to the division. You don't want to be behind Oakland in this division. You really don't. And Kansas City is tough. They they won games without their number one weapon in Jamal Charles. So you've got to keep up the pace here in this division. And I don't think Denver can afford to lose this game. Damaris Thomas, he's going to have some limitations. He's got a little bit of the injury thing because of a hip situation. He's expected to play. So watch him try to get that ball to him right away. Wide receiver uh, Fowler, he missed the open uh, game with a broken bone in his elbow. He didn't practice on Wednesday. That usually doesn't mean that he's going to play. Herman, hamstring, took part in practice on Wednesday. He didn't play in the opener. He's questionable. The Colts, they're banged up. They have 13 players on the injury list, okay? And here's some of the names. You ready? Patrick Robinson, recovering from a concussion. Safety, TJ Green, mispracticed this time because of a knee injury, did not partake, participate in Wednesday. That's usually not good. They're secondary with Vontae Davis, okay? He's not playing. He's got an ankle injury, and that's bothering him. So, 
I read a quote that uh, Chuck Pagano said, everybody's dialed in. I got a question for Chuck Pagano. Are you dialed in or are you in denial? The difference, Indianapolis's defense is why they lost last week, and it's going to happen this week. And you don't have to be a superstar at the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos to get that. Rookie quarterback, Simeon, you know, he just has to manage the game. And I hate, you know, and I hate picking the Broncos. I really do. I don't like that football team, but they're just going to, I think they're going to be better. Now, some people think that the Broncos are dirty and maybe they were trying to take them out. You see why I was getting that? They got to do the same thing this week. Get that quarterback some tough, hard hits in Andrew Luck. And if you do, you're going to get the victory. I think the, I think the Colts are in trouble. I think they're going to go to 0-2. And it's going to be a tough one for them this week to get the victory. And I, I just don't see it. Now, I'm going to go to my game where I'm going to pick the upset of the week. And it happens in San Diego where the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're expected to win this football game. Right now, I don't think they're going to do it. Jacksonville, okay, they were actually happy with that game, with the loss in week number one. Listen, Aaron Rodgers made a great throw, and then he had a great catch in the end zone. the reason why they lost the game. Uh, If that ball goes incomplete, Jacksonville's 1-0, but they're 0-1. The Chargers should be 1-0. They let that game get away from them. So... Philip Rivers coming into town, you know, staying at home, and, and Jacksonville Jaguars coming into town. I think the Chargers are are primed to get the victory here. Now, will will Philip Rivers be Hall of Famer? I don't know. I you know, there's no success. Usually, a lot of people don't feel really good about quarterbacks that do well. But San Diego has had some of their best games against the Jaguars. And coming off of that loss that they shouldn't have lost, both these teams have a lot to lose. They're 0-1. One of these teams are going to be 0-2. I think the Jaguars have a better shot at 0-2 to make the playoffs than the San Diego Chargers starting off at 0-2. I mean, I don't know how many uh, offensive coordinators that Phillip Rivers has been through, but he's been through a bunch. And the Chargers have a four. A five, those that like records in history, Chargers are five and one against this football team. Fifteen touchdowns to four interceptions. Rivers had against the the Jaguars. Different team, different defense. Last season, Rivers went twenty nine to forty three, three hundred yards, four touchdowns, no interception. And a victory 31-25. That game was in Jacksonville. Now they're home. They're going to have to find a different way. I mean, Jacksonville, you know, if you want to go with the hype, and I get the reason why people want to go with the hype. Don't get me wrong. I get it. And and it makes sense in reality. But I'm going to just let everybody know, if you don't get in 
if you're Jacksonville, get this victory. You're going to be okay. But San Diego, even though they had a good game there behind the eight ball, and they cannot go 0-2. They just can't. The good thing is this is not a division game for them. But the Chargers had a 27-3 lead over the Kansas City Chiefs last week. I don't know. No Keenan Allen is the only problem that I see in this game. I think that was huge for him. Now, Blake Bortles, this is going to be huge for him. This is where he's going to have to stand up and be the guy. Third year, he's got to show improvements for Jacksonville. I think that's one of the reasons why they are. They should, you know, they should lean on this guy. And, you know, he shook off an interception by the Packers and they darn near got the early in the game and they darn near got the victory. But really, Blake Bortles has got to come into his own. He's got to be that quarterback to make a difference for this football team or it's going to be a long day for Jacksonville. Both teams 0-1. I I just don't have it in me enough to trust Jacksonville to get the victory. But the fact that the Chargers don't have Keenan Allen is not makes it to where I can't ignore Jacksonville getting the victory. So I am. I'm going to go with my Jaguars. I, I, by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, if Keenan Allen was in this game, that's the reason why I'm picking this. And the Jaguars better not make me look stupid. I've already done that by myself, though, you know, but with my picks. But Jacksonville, don't make me regret t- taking you in this game. It's not a homer pick because if Keenan Allen was in that game, I wouldn't have you winning this game. So show me strong. Show me hard. Give me the victory. Make me look smart. That being said, let's head into the next game. 1-0 Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. They are 1-0. Minnesota has got its first in the division, by the way, because of all the other numbers. We really 1-0. They're tied. But I think Minnesota's making the mistake of the week by not starting Sean Hill. I really do. Because Sean Hill's the reason why they're 1-0. Packers, I I just don't, you know, even though they're going to Minnesota, they're going to their new home and everything else, it's going to be a whirlwind over there. You know, Aaron Rodgers, to me, just showed me why he's just one of the better quarterbacks in this league, as he's been for years making a throw under pressure, being pulled down from behind, has enough strength to get the ball out to put it in the only place his wide receiver could come down with it, and they do. Now, Mike Zimmer, he's got a question mark. This is the Sunday night game. This is the important game. Will they get it done? I don't know. I think Minnesota starting Sam Bradford at the quarterback position is the mistake. Sean Hill knows the playbook. Sam Bradford doesn't. And frankly, I think you give, I I really do give Sean Hill the opportunity to win that. Because really, let's be honest. Minnesota had this game on there. This is a give or take. 
And if you look at this game, Teddy Bridgewater is the only reason why you're in a game against this football team, and he's not there. So realistically, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you don't expect to win this football game. So you might as well keep who was in that game in week number one that got you the victory if you're not really expecting to win this game. I think it's a mistake, and I think that's going to be the decision in this game that stops them from winning. I don't think, me personally, I do not think for one second that Sam Bradford can beat the Green Bay Packers. Even if he knew the playbook. So that's going to be a tough one. I want the Packers to lose and the Lions to win. But I just don't see it. Big time division game too. Minnesota has to get this victory. I don't think there's any excuse for them not to get the victory. The Bears are going to lose tomorrow night, by the way. So the simple fact of the matter is it doesn't, this game, you know, is important because of where the Lions get in Tennessee. They could be 2-0. Philadelphia is going to beat the Bears. Bears are going to be going to pretty much out of it. So you got three guys, and one of these teams are going to lose. And if you're Minnesota, God, you want to have that game up on Green Bay. I just, I just can't see it. I can't. I can't. And, and listen, Zimmer's defense, Mike Zimmer, has got this defense running on all cylinders. And the, the the simple fact of the matter is is that this defense, if they had an adequate quarterback, I think has a chance to beat the Packers. And the adequate quarterback is Rod uh, Bridgewater, obviously not there. And and Hill got the victory. I I think they're taking away from Sean Hill an opportunity for him. To show that, hey, yes, we're going to be without him, but I got the win regardless in week one. Why shouldn't I be starting? I get it. The question will be, how quick will Minnesota go back to Sean Hill after Sam Bradford puts up the goose egg in the first half? Because I think the Packers are going to blank them in the first half. I think the Packers are going to win this game, and I don't want them to. You know, all you got to do, all you got to do is look at the the scheme. When you you don't have a scheme with the backup quarterback, you don't have any really chemistry with the backup quarterback. That's even with Sean Hill, but at least you won with Sean Hill. And you're going up against the Packers in a tough division game. I don't know. I'd like to see it, and but this is the game. If Minnesota wins this game, it's going to be because of Adrian Peterson, so it's going to be about how the Packers stop him. Plus, they're opening up that stadium, first game of the year in that building. So, big game feeling, and it is. Division games are always big games. So I want to see, I, I, I just, 
in good faith, Aaron Rodgers and company, they give up points, but I don't know if the offense can make the Green Bay Packers give up enough points because I think offensively they'll get the job done. And it is what it is. So, covering the NFL, we covered it here. I'm the only one here. We ended a little early, but that's okay. I don't mind ending early. Games start here in 16 minutes. So, enjoy your Sunday, okay? And we'll be back next week, and maybe we'll have a panel. Um, Cuervo, my co-host, is in the military, and he got relocated over to Yuma. So his time being able to get here is a problem. So we don't know if that will end up being a regular thing or not. He said he'll break away when he can break away. He's the co-host. He can do whatever he wants, and he's the finest co-host on Blog Talk Radio. That's going to do it for me here on a Sunday morning. That being said, had a lot of fun. Looking at all of the games. So we're going to see how my picks. Maybe I could do better this week. I don't know. Because they were bad last week. Without question. So that's going to do it for me here. Sonny Clark on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to all the sponsors of the Rowlett Eagles and of this show. Appreciate your time here. And that's going to do it for us. I hope everybody has a great day. Everybody has a good Sunday. Everybody wins money. That's all we got. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.